0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back. That's right. Teams will be getting out on the diamond this week. Last year's season sure was different. That doesn't mean it lacked excitement and this year's is poised to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. But if baseball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament. With millions of dollars and total prizes up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN N to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit only at draftkings minimum five dollar deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details shoot stop Hello everyone and welcome to episode 22 of the Rigrats podcast, the Edmonton Oilers podcast here at the Hockey Podcast Network. This is going to be a solo episode here, which is actually my fault this time. Me and Kyle actually had a lovely conversation. Um, we recorded a whole episode and I say recorded in quotation marks. Um, because then when we'd finished, I went to stop the recording and then realized that I had never started the recording to begin with. And then Kyle, he's a busy beer leaguer. He had to get away to get to a beer league game. So I had to let him go. So now I am here Recording this as a solo episode after I completely botched the first time we ran through it So it's just me today and I am going to be talking a little bit right here at the beginning before I get to the Edmonton Oilers I finally got to watching the first episode of the new Mighty Ducks TV show Mighty Ducks Game Changers Um, The first episode came out and I gotta say for first episode considering it is a Disney channel kids TV show it's pretty good. I think for a first episode, I gave it a 7 out of 10. For 25 minutes and again, it's a kids show. So if, you know, you're like me, you watched the original Mighty Ducks back when you were a kid, now you're an adult, you're probably going back looking for no- some nostalgia, you're not going to get that Really, right off the bat, there is some tiebacks to the original movies. There's some callbacks. Emilio Estevez in it, he plays Gordon Bombay, who's done a bit of a 360 on his opinion after, um, you know, he hates kids, he hates hockey all over again. He's back to how he was sort of at the beginning of Mighty Ducks 1. And the Mighty Ducks themselves are the big club, they are the big bad guy, and the main character gets kicked off their team, and is trying to put together his own team. It's pretty funny. There's definitely some, you know, expectations, some versions that are funny. There's a kid that moves into his neighborhood from Toronto that's got, like, $300 skates, and you're like, all right, here's a superstar that's going to join his team and make him, like, a legitimate team, just not a bunch of ragtag nobodies. And the kid from Toronto turns out he doesn't even know how to skate. So I think it'll be interesting, and I'm excited to see how it goes. And I think if you have a Disney plus account or if you're on the fence and you know maybe this is what will tip you over on the fence I highly suggest it because it, it, it's pretty good and if you, you like the Mighty Ducks or, or you like hockey it's a pretty funny tv show for a kid show I will say that again it is a kid show that being said we do have some Edmonton Oilers games here to talk about we had the rematch and the final match of the season versus the Toronto Maple Leafs finally we won't have to see them again till the playoffs when we will see them in the playoffs i Pretty sure I'd put money on meeting the Toronto Maple Leafs in the playoffs. And Mean Kyle in the last podcast had expected Koskinen to start in this game. Then the league announced that one of the missed Montreal games was going to be made up the next night. So we were actually on a back-to-back all of a sudden with Toronto the first night and Montreal the second night. I think that once we found that out, that Tippett decided he wanted to go Smith in. He play, He's played well against Toronto the last few games, so he wants to go Smith again, and then Koskinen will bring out the back-to-back. Other than that, it's the same lineup versus Toronto, and right off the bat, the Maple Leafs are all over us. Um, they are outchancing us, and just, just seems to be the way it goes, though, when we're getting outchanced by the Leafs a quick bounce the other way Josh Archibald comes down in little stick shiver and it's five hole for a one nothing lead for the Oilers we would just continue to turn the puck over and especially the top line who had probably one of their worst games of the season I don't know what's going on with Drysaddle and McDavid right now they did not have a good game Drysdale, I would say probably highlighted the worst out of the trio but even all of them McDavid Cole I think, honestly had the best game out of the three of them. He four-checks hard, so he, he's easy for him to have a decent game, whereas I felt like McDavid and, and Drysaddle, they were trying way too hard. They were being smothered, to be fair, and the refs weren't calling anything on them, but they were just throwing pucks up the middle of the ice. They were losing guys in the defensive zone. Just a really sloppy game from them and our de- top defensive pairing as well. This was probably one of the worst games for Barry and Nurse. Again, just really indecisive, giving the pucks away, not fast enough, um, losing soft coverage, and after that one nothing lead for the Oilers, All those chances do come back to bite the Oilers. Mitch Marner would pick up a pretty goal there where he burns Tyson Berry. And then Austin Matthews would snipe it on some pretty soft coverage by the top line again. Other than that, the only reason we stayed in that game and even stayed in that game through the second period because we went into that game only down by one is because of Mike Smith. He's played fantastic. He's played really well versus the Leafs and he played quite well in this one. He even saved a two on O developing just threw himself across made a fantastic save and we finally got a little bit of luck to go our way after the Leafs get a bounce to go to win the last game we get a puck where Adam Larson just head down shoots it at the net and it goes off Kyle Turris's butt and into the net to tie the game at two we managed to hold it there and then head to overtime where Mike Smith stops austin matthews on a two-on-one and then we go back down the other way and darnell nurse sets himself a career best 12th goal of the season his personal best for goals in a season as well mcdavid picks up another assist and we get the win we get a win in a game where we did not deserve to win it at all. I felt the Leafs outpossessed us, outchanced us, outworked us. So to win games like that, especially when your top line has as bad of a game as I thought they did, and your top defensive pairing has as bad of a game as I thought they did, to come out with you know two points, and then both the Leafs and the Oilers walk away with three out of a possible four between these two games here, you both leave relatively happy. Probably felt like you maybe should have walked away with an extra point there, but it is good. The refing was pretty bad in this game, but you know what? We'll take the two points, and the Oilers improved to 22, 13, and 1. So then, turning right around the next night, the Oilers get right back into action versus the Montreal Canadiens. This was, like I said, the one of the rescheduled makeup games from three games that were postponed due to the COVID protocol that Edmonton and Montreal went into. Last week, and we see Koskinen in net, except that is the only lineup change. Obviously, like I said, Koskinen is going to round out the back to back. And then I was more surprised to see that we didn't have any other lineup changes. Um, I really would have expected, especially considering this is the second half of a back to back, that at least one of our defensemen would have been changed and one of our forwards would have been changed. At least one player, that's why we have the taxi squad, but to go with that same lineup. And especially after playing how shaky we had played the last two games, I was really surprised that Tippett was like, you know what, this is the lineup, especially on the second half of back-to-back. He didn't rest anyone. He went with the exact same lineup right back into it. Um, That really, really surprised me, and I think that was the wrong decision. And we see right off the hop, 18 seconds into this one, the Montreal Canadiens score, Kotkaniemi scores on a nice play. The Oilers would challenge it for offsides and lose and be assessed the minor for delay of game. Um, luckily, the Habs would not score on it, but they were all over us. The Oilers didn't get their first shot on net in this game till almost six minutes through the first period. The Habs outchanced us. They outscored us. Um, eventually uh, we see another one go in. Arturi Lekanen would backhand one in, and they're just swarming us. Gallagher would score in the first period off of exactly his bread and butter, just in the blue paint, picking up the garbage. He hits it one in after it went off the post, went in off of Koskinen's back, and then he is able to put it in before anyone else can find it for the 3-0 lead. And Koskinen has looked scrambly, But I feel bad. I don't want to pin this one on him. Yeah, sure, like he hasn't looked great in this game. And I don't want to sound like I'm sticking up for him and then, you know, always going to be bashing Smith when Smith is playing incredibly well right now. Like he is the starter right now, especially with this showing here, especially in Tippett's mind, you got to see after this showing from Koskinen. But the team in front of him just melted down. And that's really. Unfair to Koskinen and you know, it doesn't give him as good of a chance to win So, you know, you need your goaltender to put your your, chan- your team in, a ch- in an opportunity to win But you also need your team to give your goaltender the opportunity to win the game as well It goes both ways and I don't think we did that very well for Koskinen And then nearing the end of the first period McDavid goes to hit Kotkaniemi in the center ice and he follows through with an elbow to the head He's assessed a two-minute minor penalty for roughing, and then today he was fined the maximum allowed under the CBA of five grand. Um, that's pocket change to McDavid, but a lot of people were really, really upset that he really drove that elbow up and into Kotkin the Emmy's head. Um, they said that if that was someone else not named McDavid, they might get a game. And, you know, for that argument, I'd say I don't know about that because McDavid gets mobbed on a daily basis Um, you also see other people throw that hit I don't think he hit him very hard the player wasn't injured and then it also is yeah it's Connor McDavid I think he gets a little bit of different treatment every player gets a little bit of different treatment that's just the way it goes I don't think it was that dangerous but yeah I think it was a little bit of a scummy hit but I think it wasn't really McDavid trying to be dangerous I think it was just frustration in how the game was going and how that maybe he had been playing boiling over and he throws that hit and they takes the penalty I moved on from it a lot of other people are still pretty upset about it so we'll see how things go and what the lines look like I think again we got to split McDavid and Dreisaitl up because they're not looking great together we got to get something between the two of them going The Oilers would seem to score one. Connor McDavid would score on a nice play with a two-on-one. However, Pujarvi didn't drag his foot enough, and a lot of people were upset because it didn't look like he had dragged his foot or even really tried to drag his foot at all. However, they call the goal off with the offside it was just that kind of night for the Oilers and it was offside by a mile everyone knew in the building the refs knew um, I think the Oilers announcers knew everyone knew and unfortunately Thomas Tatar would score on a one time with two minutes left in the second period to give the Habs a four nothing lead and it was just a game where the Oilers were getting filled in. At the end of the second period, the shots were 25-11 to for the Habs. And the Oilers wouldn't get any closer to that, the final score being 4-0. Carey Price would pick up a shutout his first of his career versus Edmonton, and we fall to 22-14-1. And a really, really disheartening game. This was probably one of the worst games of the season. Definitely a horrible game from the top line. I would not expect to see them together again. I really think that probably Tippett will split them up. I still think we should see a longer look again at the Dreisaitl-Nugent Hopkins-Yamamoto line. I would love to see that come back. But I think we've got to split it up, put Nugent Hopkins back with either one of them. But they can't be together right now, not with the way they're playing. And so now, you know, we got that week off due to the COVID break and the Oilers don't get a break from there. They go straight into a battle with the Calgary Flames. It is the seventh battle of Alberta of the season. The Oilers are currently four and two in the season series and the Flames sit with a record of 16 18 and three and i think luckily this is probably a good thing for the oilers we saw after the three game losing streak to the leafs a couple weeks ago they followed that up with some really strong play versus the flames so they always get up for the flames luckily i was able to get kyle's predictions written down Um, because I write down in my notebook. So I have his predictions here, even though I don't have his beautiful voice and recording here with us today. Kyle predicted a 6-3 Oilers win, a big victory after some pretty disappointing, pretty unfortunate and badly played games by the Oilers this last week. He is also predicting that Cassian and Lucic will have a fight somewhere in this game. I'm feeling a little bit more of a tighter game. I said this one was going to be a 2-1 game, and I'm expecting maybe a little bit of a featherweight fight between Archibald and Dubé. We've got one more game to predict here. Edmonton plays Vancouver, another back-to-back after playing Calgary. The next night on Saturday, we play the Vancouver Canucks. This will be the sixth game of the season versus the Vancouver Canucks. The Edmonton Oilers are currently on top of that. That series at three to two and the Canucks in the exact same amount of games played have the exact same record as the Calgary Flames at 16, 18 and three. However, they are just slightly worse. The Calgary Flames have a dash 16 goal differential where the as the Vancouver Canucks are at a minus 20. Kyle predicted a tighter 3-1 win after a big 6-3 win over the Flames. I decided to double down yet again and say 5-3 win. Some interesting notes, though, and something to look out for in the Vancouver game. As right before me and Kyle saw recording, it was reported that Thatcher Demko had signed a five million dollar five five-year extension, a total of $25 million over that five years. Um, and I think we probably will see him be the starter from here on out. They have been waiting for Demko to really take that step to be the starter, and I think this is them saying Demko's our guy. He's played really well, and he could have something to prove. I said 5-3 because, you know, he might go in a little overconfident, and the Oilers hopefully are riding high after a big win over Calgary the night before. Alrighty, I am going to take a little bit of a break here, and then I will be right back with some... NHL news, and then I will wrap up. He's my brother, Mike. He's my brother, Matt. And we are the brothers of discussion, hosting Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a hope. In a season mired in tragedy and despair, we are here to be your audible Earl Grey to bring joy placidity, and perspective. To one of the roughest eras in Red Wing history, ah, we honor the past, find the positives in the present. I swear they're there. And paint the picture of what's to come in the winged wheels future. Paul Woods here on the radio broadcast to your Detroit Red Wings, and I'm going to play games like Who's that? Who's that Pokemon? Where Matt has to try and guess quotes pulled right out of context. For Jeff and we got to figure out who that Red Wing is. (laughs) Every episode, we put ourselves in the legendary shoes of Steve Eiserman and play Be the GM, finding ways to ice a competitive team while accumulating assets for the franchise's future. We also shoot the breeze, some of the great local and national voices in Red Wings hockey, including Ken Kell and Keith Gave at Greg Wyshynski and Ryan Lambert. Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcast. And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion alrighty and I am back so now we are going to do some NHL news there is some breaking NHL news here that could affect the Oilers it comes out that the Vancouver versus Calgary game that was supposed to play today at Wednesday when I'm recording this has actually been postponed due to the fact that Travis Green as well as a few other Vancouver Canucks players have been put on to the COVID protocol list and I know that Travis Green Tested positive for COVID. So hopefully they get better, and that game has been postponed, and we don't know when they will reschedule that. For the Oilers, that means they will definitely be playing the Flames on Friday, but it is going to be up in the air on whether or not they will be playing the Vancouver Canucks on Saturday or not. I'm guessing they might not, so we could only see the Friday night battle of Alberta and no Saturday night game versus the Vancouver Canucks, which would be unfortunate. But it would also be nice because then we have a couple more games in hand and we could potentially, you know, make up some points, let some other people get in front of us so we can, you know, you know, make them nervous with all of our games in hand because before we were way out ahead of everyone else. So it's kind of nice to hang back a little bit now that we're getting into the final stretch here. Some other things here, the Buffalo Sabres are on the precipice of history. They were up three nothing on the Philadelphia Flyers in the game that would tie them with the Pittsburgh Penguins for longest inning. NHL losing streak at 18, and then going into the third period, they had just an absolute monumental meltdown. They lose, go to overtime, and then they lose in overtime to tie the record. At the time I'm recording this, they are currently beating the Philadelphia Flyers again, but that could, as we see in that game, go either way. Um, I feel bad for them. It's never good when I feel like the entire league is really cheering for them to lose. So if you've got you know everyone is really watching you and hoping that you lose that can be a really toxic culture and we obviously already know Buffalo is having a real hard time inside their locker room and that sort of stuff so hopefully they can figure out and Kyle was saying that he doesn't expect them he expects them to win and not break the record you know he said that'd be a very Buffalo thing to do to get that close and then you know only tie the record and not actually win the damn thing as he said and my last bit of nhl news that i have here is that aaron ekblad for the Florida panthers unfortunately is going to be out for the rest of the season he's going to be out 12 leaks with a leg fracture um if you haven't watched the video um, and you want to, I would give you a warning. It is a pretty gnarly video. It's not even that bad of a hit. It looks like he sort of just jumps to the side like he he saw a bug on the ground and he got nervous. So he did that little side hop that when he did when he got startled by it. And his leg just bends really, really and at a bad angle. It'll make you nauseous. It, it made both of us look at it and just go, ooh, it, it's one of those. It'll make your toes curl and your butthole pucker. Um, it's pretty nasty human human bones don't move that way and he's lucky that his bones were still inside of his body that's how nasty of a bend it was um, he has had successful surgery so he is going to get better which is really really encouraging to hear but it is unfortunate especially when you see you know he was playing some of the best hockey of his career and the Florida Panthers were playing some of the best hockey that they've played as a franchise as of, re- as of late they've been killing it they've been giving the lightning a run for their money in that division it'll be interesting to see how they are able to bounce back and recover from the fact that they've lost their top defenseman in Aaron Ekblad. And that is going to do it uh, for this episode. Again, I apologize for having a whole thing with Kyle and then not recording it. So then, like a doofus, you guys get a solo episode, a short solo episode in the midweek episode slot. However, thank you very much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Twitter. That's going to be at the rig underscore rats on twitter and then be sure to like subscribe leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast right now on soundcloud spotify apple Podcasts, Megaphone, wherever you're listening to this it helps out a great deal Um, hopefully we have kyle back this weekend and maybe the buffalo sabers will be the most losing team in nhl history but either way let's go oilers